0: Starting out, it was definitely very a me-focused goal. Like It was like, I want to find belonging in a community and I want to shout my passions out to the world. And I think now it's become a little bit more of a community goal. And I feel a little bit more like my goal and mission is in life is to tap people who might not know this community exists at all. Like Might not even know that they want to be gamers or have ever gamed in their life or maybe they do... Game, but they don't think that there's any gamers like them. Those are all the people I want to tap into this community to be like, hey, there is a community for you.
1: Welcome to becoming a creator podcast, everyone. Today, I'm joined by Kennedy, otherwise known as Cozy K. She has mastered the art of branding. Kennedy, I like, I can't wait to get into this. Your branding <laughs> is stands out amongst anyone else. Oh, um, thank you. You create the coziest content. I don't know if there's a, if there's a better word for it, but that's that's <laughs> the word that, that comes to mind. I'm really excited to to talk to you today because I think when you think about going from a, a part-time creator to a full-time creator, you've, you've got mm-hmm. to juggle work and this new passion of your hobby that you're building. And I think you're someone who's doing such a great job of that. Um, maybe it's it looks easier than it seems when you're putting <laughs> it out. So I'd love to just kind of get into that. If you're a Pipeline member, you'll know how important it is to engage with your community and build it so that you can grow your audience. Now, I'm excited to introduce a new sponsor to the Pipeline podcast, which is O. O is a new app that makes it really easy to interact and engage with your audience. And it's got very unique ways where you can create challenges, quizzes. You can have your fans actually tune in and interact with you and send in their own video submission. And it's also is built by former Twitch executives. So they really understand what it means to create interactivity. There's gonna be a link to the app in the description. and I really encourage you to check it out, play around with it and see about fun ways that you can engage with your community on the app. One of the things that stands out a lot to me is you're a full-time lawyer Mm -hmm. and a full-time content creator. And you got into content from what I read about it being more of an escape and a bit of relaxation from Mm -hmm. what was a high stress, you know, law school and that career path. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got started moving into content creation?
0: So it was my third year of law school. So still just class load, not as bad as the first two years, but still, you know, it's it's stressful. It's something you kind of have to just worry about. I was kind of feeling a little bit aimless. It was my last year and I was like, okay, well, next year I'm gonna start my job full-time, and that's just what I'm going to be doing. That's going to be my identity as a lawyer full-time, feeling like I needed something to focus on and something to put my time into that wasn't just law school, because for the past two prior years, it was just all day, every day, just law school. I had games since I was like a tiny child, and my family was really big on gaming. I collected gaming consoles and everything. And so throughout my life, it had had always been something that was really important to me, really fun, really like a safe space for me. It finally took like having that like aimless moment in law school that I was like, oh, I forgot how much I love gaming and how important of a hobby it is for me. And so I just picked it back up, started with like, you know, simple things like The Sims and, and Stardew Valley. And eventually wanted to connect with other people and kind of share my passion for it. I realized how much it was bringing me joy and kind of purpose and fulfillment in this time when everything was about law school. It really helped. It was amazing. Like I felt so connected to this community and I I kind of found this niche community of like casual gamers and a lot of them were women on Instagram and... It was just it felt like my happy place and so i kept posting there and made a lot of friends and it was really just like this small thing that i had no plans for expanding at all in any way shape or form
1: so did it come from mm-hmm. you creating the content is where the community came or did you find other people on instagram you were like oh i'm gonna follow those and like be a part of that
0: i think i had seen a couple accounts before and it was you know kind of like the typical gamer like rgb <laughs> you know I, but it was women it's and, so different
1: yeah. i love it me and Molly <laughs> were talking about this it's just like yeah. how much of a different energy you bring to the space, <laughs> which I love.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I've seen I've seen those accounts, and I was like, "That's cool," but I want to add something like a little different. I want to add like my own like, kind of aesthetic to it. When I started my account, I started it as Cozy Games just because I was like, "Well, I like being cozy, and I like games, and games make me feel cozy." Since then, I've just kind of tried to encapsulate that cozy vibe in my content, and it's grown ever since, and it's been really fun.
1: And <laughs> one of my good friends is a lawyer, mm-hmm. and I think about his journey through law school and then he worked in corporate Mm -hmm. it's intense like the the workload especially like it seems like there's sprints where it can just be like there's a lot going on at at one time i want to talk to you a little bit about balance because you're doing both of these things right now and a lot of creators that are listening are like how do i maintain my normal job and my pursuit of content creation how are you doing it
0: just candidly People ask me this a lot, and I just say, like, I don't. I don't manage it. Like, candidly, you kind of have to make sacrifices. And for me, at this point in my life, I'm okay with making those sacrifices because having this outlet, having this, like, passion project of mine makes life feel fulfilling, and it makes it feel... Purposeful and it makes me happy. And so I'm okay with sacrificing like a little bit of my sanity and just like my personal routines. Like I will go through the day and just be like, oh, I I had one meal today because I was working from like 7 a.m. to like 10 p.m. You know, there's just a lot of personal routine stuff and like taking care of yourself that. Kind of has to go out the window, which is it's again it, it a sacrifice. Maybe for some people they can balance it a little bit better and be like, okay, well maybe I'm not going to show up as much at work and focus on my routine and creating content, or maybe I'm going to, you know, make my content scale back my content a little bit and focus on personal. But like it's kind of like those choose two of three. <laughs> you can. Yeah. You can can't,
1: only you really can't have... hit all three at once. <laughs> yeah. Something's yeah. got has got to give. Exactly. Do you find that your energy like can weighs in? because you seem like such a high energy person. It's infectious.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you.
1: How do you bring that both to your content and it, where it feels like, I guess some days are better than others where it's just yeah. like you're, you're not able to bring.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I'm lucky in that my work, my like legal work is mostly remote. And it's again, like it's just kind of just documents and emails. So I don't really have to bring a lot of, I can kind of, turn into myself and not have to turn turn on and be as like energetically present and just get that work done. So then that kind of allows me to conserve energy and mental space for my content and things that I am really passionate about.
1: You ever find it hard with the context switching? Like this is a serious legal matter. <laughs> I got to like figure this out. And then I'm like, super excited in instar you. Is like is the context switching ever challenging for you that's so funny
0: i don't think so i think i think i can keep them pretty separate in my in my head it's it's definitely like some days i'll be sitting here like okay i'm like you know putting the finishing touches on this video and then i'm like having a meeting or you know and it, it kind of is just two separate areas of my brain completely
1: kudos to you for being able to switch i could just imagine you coming <laughs> into a meeting like super high energy hey and everyone's guys like, <laughs> I want to switch a little bit to your TikTok in the community that you built there. Your first TikTok, you asked, do you love playing video games, but don't connect with the typical gamer vibes? Mm-hmm. What type of discrepancies did you see in kind of cozy gaming aesthetic and vibe you brought that enabled your success? Like, it feels like you, you knew what you wanted and you kind of went after
0: mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I just saw such a gap in, I guess, representation of types of gamers. Like, there's so many types of gamers. And... All I saw on TikTok, even though it's not reflective of, like, real demographics, was just, like, RGB men playing shooters, and that's cool, and that's a huge part of gaming, and that's, like, should be shown, but that's, like, all I was seeing. It was either kind of that or Gamer Girl archetype, which also amazing, love that that's a thing, pink and cat ho- headphones, and I'm like, that's really cute, and they're amazing, and I'm glad that they exist in this space, but that's, like, also not how... I ever identified with gaming. I just saw that wasn't really represented in the gaming space yet. And really knew that there was some kind of community to tap into and wanted to make sure that people knew that we existed. (laughs) My
1: wife's not a gamer at all and I have a big gaming background. And when I started sharing her more of my world and she's like, wow, none of this resonates with me at all <laughs> yeah. um, but i but she used to play games all the time when she was younger yeah. but i think when i see your aesthetic and i see these types of games you're playing that's just way more appealing to her when she was a kid growing mm-hmm. up playing a lot of games like that was the thing that she liked and i remember when yeah. we got the switch and it was like animal crossing she's like i vibe with this i don't vibe with all of this like <laughs> league of legends like call <laughs> Duty, and like all that side yeah yeah it seems that like we do a pretty poor job of representing that side of the industry Uh, Mm -hmm. At least in the content space.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely.
1: You started your content on Instagram with a lot of photo content. Mm -hmm. And then you moved over to TikTok uh, Mm -hmm. where you found a lot of success with the short form videos. How did the move going from a static form of content on Instagram to more of the the storytelling aspect of Mm -hmm. TikTok content?
0: It took so much adjusting. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, it was really difficult. So like even I'm not a photographer. I never have been. I still don't consider myself a photographer. And my, if you look at like my first Instagram picture, it's so bad. (laughs) Like it's not, it's not good. And I eventually just like learned how to take better, like more dynamic, engaging pictures. Having to go from like that skill that I was trying to learn to now this whole other skill I was trying to learn on a different platform with different algorithms and completely different like points to the content was So yeah, it was, it was definitely a learning process. And it's so funny because a lot of my earlier videos, they're just so slow. Like they start out like, hi, cozy gamers, like, let's get some tea and let's do this. And it's kind of like a, like a mini vlog almost. And looking back, I'm like, why did I think that would work? Like TikTok is so fast. It's so quick, like get to the point. People want to know what the point is. And if you kind of compare my earlier videos to my ones now, it's just, Night and day, like yeah. I'm like, here's three, three cozy games. Here's the games. That's it.
1: You mentioned getting into this was about this cozy aspect and like mm-hmm. disconnecting from the corporate world a little bit and and having this community that you're cultivating. Yeah. Learning and and trying to master a platform like TikTok, it's it's work. It's hard. Mm-hmm. So as part of that, like really excited, enjoyed like building this community. How do how are you balancing that with the oh my god, this is so hard to learn this new platform skill.
0: Interesting. I think actually, that's a great question. I think there was a period kind of between when I first started and now where I was solely just focused on the the platform and the algorithm and trying to figure out how to make it work and it was joyless like i was not enjoying myself and there was a period of time where i was like what am i doing like why why am i doing this like if i'm not doing this to find joy in the content and to actually talk about things that i cared about cuz i was trying to talk about things that like i didn't really care about that much but you know maybe people were asking me to talk about it or maybe i thought it would be best for the algorithm and it just was a joyless pursuit and so i recently started trying to only focus on the stuff that i actually really like and i actually enjoy talking about and just making sure to adapt that to the platform whatever platform it may be
1: yeah it's such a balancing act is it because mm-hmm. in order for you to sustain doing this and having fun like, you got to enjoy it also it's like a I don't know i, I describe the, the algorithm as like a beast like, like <laughs> it wants to be fed Mm-hmm. And it like, likes a certain food that it likes and like you want to give it this stuff. Yeah. And it's just constantly demanding this of you. And it's such a trade-off because if you you keep playing into that and not, uh oh, what well, like what do I get up in the morning? Exactly. Or like what do I jam on for a couple of hours on a video if I'm not excited about it? You can exactly. only do that for so long.
0: Yeah. And sometimes the algorithm is like completely antithetical to what you care about and what your passion is, what you like actually want to put out. And you kind of have to either figure out a way to marry the two or just... Be like, oh, well, I'm not I'm not going to feed the algorithm beast today. I'm just going to, you know, feed my passions.
1: Have you found your passions evolve over time in the sense of you started the channel out and the content around it might have been one thing, but you're kind of shifting to mm-hmm. loving or excited about another thing. Mm. All the viewership that you built and the audience is very much centered around this one thing. Have you found mm-hmm. that like hard to, to shift into? Uh, thankfully,
0: content? no. So thankfully, like I feel... Like, I niched down just enough to where there's still a lot of freedom within that niche. Like, cozy gaming seems kind of small, but there's so many games within that, and there's so much content within that, even like adding in just lifestyle content. There's so much to focus on. And so, you know, maybe if I had just niched down to like an Animal Crossing creator, absolutely, I would have been tired of it. I would have been over it and (laughs) wanting to do something else. But I don't think that niche has kind of kept me constrained at all. I will say though, that starting out, it was definitely very a me focused goal. Like it was like, I want to find belonging in a community and I want to shout my passions out to the world. And I think now it's become a little bit more of a community goal. And I feel a little bit more like my goal and mission is in life is to tap people who might not know this community exists at all. Like might not even know that they want to be gamers or have ever gamed in their life, or maybe they do game, but they don't think that there's any gamers like them, those are all the people I want to tap into this community be like, hey, there is a community for you. You might like gaming and here's the games that you know are great entry points. So now, yeah, it's definitely, my goal has shifted for sure, which is interesting.
1: You bring up something super fascinating, which is this this idea of being in service to others. Like your content is in service to cultivating mm-hmm. this community. Whereas when you started, it was in service to what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's the natural evolution of a creator is to, but you have to start, like, what do I want? Yeah. What do I need? and start there first? Or do you think you should try and skip a step and go, no, I should create you know, in service to others?
0: I think maybe if you started creating in service to others, you wouldn't have the foundation of what you are actually, like, what are you doing this for? You, the what you're doing this for is solely the community. Maybe that could work, but I think that would be hard because the community is like an ever-changing target. And maybe, you know, you're constantly trying to figure out what it is they want. And if you don't have that like core, what am I doing this for? What makes me happy about this work and this content? I think maybe you would get a little bit lost in in that purpose.
1: I think that's a, a super valuable insight that those listening should like take because you can, you can get so tunneled on like creating opportunity, finding niche, like all that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas you lose sight of this is a hard thing to do. And if you're not excited by doing it every day, then you're not going to the distance exactly
0: yeah
1: i want to chat a little bit about switching platforms you went from instagram to tiktok and then you started going more into the youtube and and the twitch side that's a lot uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) to balance and it's also a lot of skill development because you know static video to short form video then short form video to long form video and then live that's a lot of skills they're their own you know arts in of themselves How have you thought about like the sequencing of that, like choosing to go into live or choosing to go into longer form content? What challenges have you found as as you've done that?
0: I think right when my TikTok started to kind of take off, I felt like this is a moment that I can't let pass by. And I have the attention of this group of people for now and things are fleeting and that might not be the case in two to three months, in a year, whatever. And so I need to make the most of this moment. And so I just did everything in like a two month period. I was like, I'm doing everything. I'm I'm now I'm on YouTube. Now I'm on Twitch. I'm doing everything. And people I never, never in my life did I think I was gonna s- stream on Twitch. Never. Like it was I didn't even know what Twitch was really. And people were like, hey do you stream? I was like yes now I yes, I stream now. I do. I you juggle?
1: Like, I yeah I juggle. I juggle yeah, as well. Sure. To, yeah, <laughs>
0: <sure>. <laughs> exactly. And just learned as I went. I definitely am a perfectionist and I had to let that go and just be like I have to just start and learn as I go and that was so painful and the like growing pains were were rough but looking back I'm so like I don't think that if I had waited until I was ready and I had learned everything that I would have been able to keep the attention of those people that I had um, right at the beginning and like create this strong community from the beginning. I don't think that would have been the case at all. I think it was kind of fun, like just jumping in and and learning things as, as I went, but it was, yeah, it was definitely hard to balance everything at once. I definitely had a lot of like breakdowns, like crying, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just want to make good content, but like, it's worth it. You know, we're here now.
1: (laughs) We're here now. Exactly. We're here now. I want to talk about your Your identity and then the branding that you have on different platforms, it feels very like specific, intentional, I think is is the right word. It's like, this is what I'm doing on Instagram. This is what I'm doing on TikTok. Mm -hmm. How do you approach crafting your brand or your identity on these platforms? It it just feels like you're so intentional about it. Or is it like, is it being like molded after over time?
0: It's that, it's that for sure. I think on YouTube, maybe I was a little more intentional because I really like, I actually had an entire, I don't know if you know what Notion is, but I just like went crazy on Notion and just like plant everything, like what I want the channel to feel like, what I want the purpose to be, what I want people to feel. Like I, I really went in on the YouTube planning, like every type of content I could possibly make. And that's why I like named it Cozy K instead of Cozy Games, like all of my other platforms, because I wanted kind of that flexibility and freedom to be able to do like some lifestyle stuff, some like office desk setup stuff. And it's not just like cozy games. Why is cozy games making a video about like lifestyle and, you know, bedroom decor and stuff. I wanted that to definitely have a little more of a wider reach. And so that was intentional. The others, I think were just definitely just like learning the feel of the platform over time and seeing what people responded to.
1: Do you think it's important for other creators when they're crafting their identity or their brand to to be as co- cohesive as you, like, you know, like know what you stand for?
0: I think it helps. I don't think it's absolutely necessary because I think each platform can be so different and can reach such a different audience, even if you have kind of the same content that I don't think it's necessary for it to be cohesive. But I think it has helped me spread my community to all of my platforms. So like, I think if there wasn't that cohesiveness, maybe someone would click on my Twitch who's never been on Twitch in their life. And if it wasn't the same kind of branding, the same feel, they would be like, I don't know what this is. I'm getting off, but because they click on all this stuff and it feels the same, and they they can kind of understand right off the bat what they're gonna get in terms of content. Then they're like, okay, cool, I'll subscribe, I'll follow them. So I think that it does help in terms of community spreading. I
1: guess it's interesting. You're challenging my own bias around lawyers, which is lawyers are lawyers, and <laughs> you feel like this quite creative aspect of you is very atypical. Uh, from my lawyer friend <laughs> and, and other lawyers that I know, oh, yeah. is that just like part of you? Is who you are? Like, is it true? Is, is that stereotype fair to say?
0: I think it's fair for the most part. I think there are some outliers. There's definitely some uh, <laughs> some you know people that don't fit that. But there's a lot. There's a lot of type A, very serious, you know, left brain.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. And then yeah. talking about balancing those two, you're at a point now i'm guessing where you're you've already you've thought about this decision or you're thinking through it which is i go all in this content thing or i go all in mm-hmm. on this law thing and a lot of creators get to this intersection where they're starting to find success or maybe they've, they've got a lot of success and they're like do mm-hmm. i do i go all in do i not is this risky where are you at
0: kind of right smack dab in the middle <laughs> right in the middle of that uh, yeah i've had like my manager telling me for months like candy please like why just quit i think it's just that i i genuinely and in- enjoy the work that I'm doing. I do startup law. And so it's really interesting to me and it's really fun, like communicating with founders and stuff. So I think there's that element of like, I like it and I'm not like totally burnt out yet. And so I'm just kind of waiting until the moment where content becomes too much, or I feel like I have to compromise my content or like say no to opportunities because of work. That's when I would absolutely like say yes to content over it. But at this point, I'm able to balance the two and it's working, but I am, it is something I'm like very, very conscious of every day and like continue to reflect on, so.
1: Is it a a security safety thing? Like it's great to have that stable thing at the back or is it more just about you really enjoy or a mix of both?
0: It was that for a while and then it got to a point where I was like, okay, that's not really a thing anymore. And it's kind of just like me holding on to it because I like it.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating. A co-founder is a guy called SomaN64, and he, he's working in finance. He quit like five years after he should have. <laughs> Like five years, like a long time. Uh, Wow! And now he's, you know, crushing it and killing it and, you know, doing very well. But it's just interesting how each creator goes through this unique, unless you were like, you you dropped out of school and like, this was the thing you did. Yeah. That balance of the professional stability and role, because everyone understands it, right? Like your family gets it. It's like, cool.
0: Exactly. And when that was like, since I was a teen, I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. Like that was my identity essentially for like most of my life. It's hard to kind of let that go. It's hard to be like, well, now I'm a content creator only, like first and only. And so I think it's just something that'll take time, but eventually when the time's right, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's fascinating. What, what's also probably really cool is you are a founder. Being a startup lawyer and working with founders, I can imagine you have a lot of empathy and then also a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. I'm a founder as well. And I, a lot mm-hmm. of respect for, for you on the other side of the table or in the, in the room with me is because you get it. Like you're building, mm-hmm. you're thinking about, you know, marketing challenges. Yeah. resource challenges like all of this it probably makes you even better at your job as a lawyer like a yeah. strong differentiator you're just such a great example of something I don't think is well represented in mm. our space in our industry I've been on Twitch for the last like 10 years um, <laughs> and it's just like you're a breath of fresh air in that <laughs> that community uh, so thanks for representing uh, I think a lot of folks who didn't have strong representation in the space and for showing that you can do it you can balance this intense job plus (laughs) building something you're really passionate about over time yeah even though there is a lot of sacrifice uh (laughs) you're inspiring many people out there and i'm sure you're inspiring everyone who's listening to the episode today so thank you for coming on
0: kind words thank you so much
1: be sure to like comment and rate the show we love to hear from you Happy streaming, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I wanted to just end this with a little bit of context on why we do what we do. We're former content creators ourselves, and we just really wanna help as many content creators as we can. That's why we started Pipeline.gg. It's a platform where you can find other like-minded creators and learn from the pros who have already been there. Get step-by-step guidance so you can avoid all the mistakes that we made in the beginning. If you love the episode, there's gonna be even more inside of Pipeline. So check it out, head over to Pipeline.gg.